Tyler Gross for the podcast. Tyler is gross. Hope you're doing well. Um, I'm back at it. I'm sticking. I'm sticking with the game. I'm very proud of myself. Um, third episode. That's a you don't y'all don't know me, but that's a milestone. Trust me, that's a milestone. Three of anything is a milestone. Um, hope you're good. Um, I'm fucking bored. That is my overwhelming feeling. Is boredom. I had a three day weekend, uh, which is great. And just, I was, I wasn't bored the whole, I had shows and shit and they went well and I'm killing it and shit. I got some bits that are working out very well for myself and I'm very happy about it. But just like during the day, I mean, just overwhelming boredom. And the thing about it is I've never been good, never been good with boredom. Cause it's just, it's, it just gives me space for my mind to fucking go wherever it wants to go. Go to like, oh, you should be doing this, you should be doing that, blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, you got to go do something, I'll go out, blah, blah, blah. But recently, man, that boredom has been fucking good. That bore- that boredom has been like, I've been embracing it. I'm like, dude, I'm home. I got nowhere to be. It's the middle of the day on a Friday, you know, th- four day, three day weekend. And I'm like, I'm bored. I'm just going to fucking embrace the boredom. And you know what? It's pretty good. It's not bad. I was, I was for so long. I, th- I think there's just, you know, like I, I'm a person who needs to like have like TV or uh, not music, like something TV, a podcast. I want to go to sleep. Otherwise my mind's just going to go. And that's basically when that works at night. But during the day, like I can't just be fucking listening to podcasts all the time. Like I need to be like entertained and I, I need to be like having something going on and just embracing this boredom has been fucking dope. I'm not doing nothing. I'll, I'll put on a podcast on my speakers. I'm playing this pick cross. It's like a puzzle game on my Switch. I'm just playing that, listening to podcasts, doing mindless puzzle after mindless puzzle. And it's just like my ideal self. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's so good. Um, But it does. It's But it's still boredom, you know? It's like, you know, even if... Even if uh, you're enjoying it, it's like, I'm, I'd still rather be doing something. Um, but, man, I ain't, and, and you know, like I have all this time, and I'm at home, and I ain't doing shit. Am I doing chores? Am I doing little projects that I've said I need to do? No, not at all. My my bathtub is, is disgusting. Uh, my kitchen is dishes full, sink full of dishes. Um, just, just wasting the day and like sort of embracing it and this sort of like fuck you to that part of my brain that's like let's do something I'm like you know what fuck you I'm just gonna play video games all day until I have a show at night then I'll go out hang out with some folks have a nice night come back pick up the video games again and chill the fuck and it's just been it's just been good it's been, it's been it's been a nice change of pace. I remember when I was living uh, uh, in Europe, I'd be it was the same situation because comedy was my job. Uh, that's all I had to do all day, especially in a in a, another country. I was in Amsterdam, so I was in another country. I was in another place. I didn't know nobody besides the people I worked with, and I was working with them, so I didn't want to play with them too during the day. And I would just be bouncing against the walls trying to figure out something to do. A lot of walks, you know, when you're alone and sad, and you're like. Maybe a walk like you're, <laughs> you're like maybe a walk would break the fucking mundanity. It's like maybe I'll just go on a walk and it's like Amsterdam. So you think like, hey, but 
Tyler, at least you're fucking going and walking Amsterdam. Yeah, Amsterdam becomes just another fucking place after a while, and then you're just fucking bored. And I'm just walking. I'm walking around. I'm seeing. I'm finding like basketball goals. This is what I do. I find a basketball hoop. Like there'd be like a public one or something, and I would be like, maybe basketball. <laughs> I'm always looking for the thing, and so I've never done well with like boredom and just not having something to do. And now I'm just like, fuck it, man. Like embrace it, be bored, and and enjoy it. Um, l- like give like I don't know. There's something about like if you give yourself that space, like it'll you'll like if you expand into boredom, you'll contract into something else. That doesn't make sense. Like if you allow yourself to be bored for a while, eventually you're gonna hit that point where it's like, fuck it, I gotta get some, I gotta do some shit. And then you're going to do a bunch of shit, do a bunch of shit. And then you're going to get tired of doing shit. And it's like kind of expand contrast. I like it. I'm figuring that shit out, um, which is dope. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I Afghanistan happened um, like 20 years ago and it concluded recently, um, which that was, I don't really watch the news. That was big news. I did see that. And I did, uh, I mean, the images were very jarring. This was maybe a week ago, time of recording. Um, so hopefully, you know, hopefully, hopefully it's still a mess whenever I put this out. So it's still sort of relevant. Time, what is it? Just so you know, it's August 22nd, date of recording. So if some fucking wild shit happens in the next, between now and when this drops, sorry, I'm not talking about it. Um, but that shit was wild. <laughs> um, it's one of those things where like, you see the images and people are fucking fleeing the the Kabul, the the, the main city and and the Taliban. Ooh, the ooh, the Taliban, they're scary with guns. They're taking over. They're taking over a, a government. And it's like, "Oh no." And then you realize like, "I don't know what the Taliban is. I don't know what it is. I don't know what they do. I don't know who they are. I don't know what they stand for. I don't know what they've been fighting for." In recent years, I've gotten really into like um socialist politics and stuff like that specifically i've been reading this book for the last like four months way too long i need to finish it um it's uh it was called uh, the wretched of the earth earth wretched of the earth by franz fanon black uh black dude from like the 50s 40s and 50s uh black philosopher guy who's really cool and uh, he he was he was writing books about like revolutions and 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 and, and, and oppressed people grabbing the reins of history and through violence, it was very uh, radical, but it was, it was pretty like, I was like, man, well, I need to fucking, I need to, I need to go out in these streets and pop off, you know, like it, it got me going a little bit, but then I remembered I like money and uh, my life, so I decided not to do that, but yeah, so I've been reading like that kind of stuff, and I know that whenever people take over things, they're fighting for something, and then a lot of the times if we agree with them, we're like, hey, good for them. And if we don't agree with them, we're like, actually, they're really bad. So I want to know what the real deal was. And so I started doing little, like, I started Googling. I started researching. I started doing my, doing my own research, hashtag free thinker, and trying to figure out what the whole thing was about. And, you know, I did. I read some shit. I watched some shit. Of course, I go to YouTube and fucking leftist youtube is dope i mean you can find some some good some good takes some hot takes i went to empire files i watched that there's this new thing i've been watching breaking points i watched that um and i also want i watched colbert um, i like watching colbert's monologue about the news because i know that that's gonna be 
just I want to make sure this is recording. I'm going to freak the fuck out. No, it's going. Uh, I watch Colbert because he's going to have the most boring take. Colbert's going to have the most boring, basic, uninteresting take. Because that's who Colbert has become in recent years. Um, I like him. I'll forever like Colbert. I mean, I watched him since the Colbert Report. I love that motherfucker. I think he's so funny and talented. And even on The Late Show, the show he's doing now, like, I'm not mad at him for what he's doing. But it's not an interesting take. He's not saying anything that we haven't heard. He's just sort of like reflecting back sort of liberal let's be nicer to each other trump is bad stuff and it's just not like it's everywhere so it's just uninteresting but i know that that's probably what most people in my bubble in my austin liberal artsy bubble is gonna think about it and uh not that anyone actually gives a shit about afghanistan but um so i watched him and i watched some other things and um and just like also just learn the history of it and um it's just crazy man poor it's just just poor afghanistan you know you think about like like afghanistan the the governments are, are changing but like the people are still the people you know like if someone if maga came in and over like on january 6th if they actually overthrew the government and there was a new government today we would still be us. Like, America wouldn't have fallen. We would just be either a new America or there'd be a new name. You know, like, oh, now we're the fucking Trump, 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 Erica. You know, like, why not? Um, but we would still be us. We would still be our community. There would be Austin. There would be New York. There would be uh, 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 Kalamazoo. Like, there'd be all those places. There'd just be a new mechanism at the top so for the afghan people i'm like man, i feel bad for those motherfuckers because apparently they've been fucked with for the last like 50 years like 50 years they've been fucked with over and over again first by the soviets then we came in and beat the soviets then we established our own government or i don't know we beat the soviets and maybe they was doing their own shit for a while i don't know I, i'm not a fucking afghanologist okay i'm just saying like they've been fucked with forever and poor like people in their lives Poor like, poor like society that never got the chance to develop without interference, you know? Like, like we, you know, I'm American. We in America. Like, British came over on their ships, spread a little smallpox, spread some bullets, killed off all the Native Americans, clean slate, hashtag Christopher Columbus is my hero. Um... <laughs> Um, and then we just were uninterrupted ever since then. Just like we just we, we people have been uh, fucking with Afghanistan for decades, probably longer than that. That's as far back as I went. We've been fucking with Afghanistan for decades. So they never got the time to accumulate and build and innovate and all the things that a society needs to do. Meanwhile, we in America for 400 years just got unfettered slavery. I mean, just mwah, can you imagine how great that was? Imagine if there was some big batter motherfucker coming in and being like, y'all can't do slavery. And then like uh, freeing the slaves like that would be number one, you know, good for the slaves. Obviously, I might not be here, but hey, at least there wouldn't have been slaves. But it also would have crippled our ability to build wealth and develop as a nation 
And then places like Afghanistan, places like colonized countries just never got to do that. They just never got the chance to like live their own lives. Their lives have always been dictated by some other motherfuckers trying to come in and stomp up and, and suck up all their resources. Apparently like, like, like Afghanistan, I was, I was doing something. Afghanistan could be like the, 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 the Sierra Leone of lithium. Like there's so much goddamn lithium there that like, if you can control that, it's like two, it's, two trillion dollars worth or something like that maybe even more it's just like an insane amount of money so everyone wants it for oil for natural resources for shit and so people have been fucking with them forever but them them afghani motherfuckers are resilient number one and then apparently like they they gathered that all these fundamentalist groups to become the taliban to fight the soviets back way back in the day and then i'm sure everyone knows this now but um point is they were always fucking up and then we were there for 20 years and then biden comes in and fucking i'm saying fuck too much biden comes in and he and he gets he pulls out he really does it again time of recording who knows what he's doing now but like it's cool it's good it's good stuff i'm surprised at how uh progressive he's being as a president i didn't i, I didn't expect it I, w- I mean i i wish it was more i'm i'm like you know i i, I you know i i wanted of course i wanted bernie to win i'm a young i'm a young hip millennial but um you know there's this thing there's this thing like uh he's a slavok zizek he's real popular he he talked about how like like sometimes like you got to be pr- public politically and publicly have to be seen as the opposite so you can do the thing you want to do sort of for example like obama was elected and he was seen as this like big (laughs) this big black progressive force that was scary to the establishment and 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 because of that he couldn't he i mean the man couldn't talk about black lives matter the man couldn't talk about black shit he he just couldn't because People, it was going to be seen as like, here goes Mr. Progressive going, shooting us into communist territory. But Biden is the opposite. Biden was always seen as a Democrat who's very conservative. I mean, that's why Obama picked the motherfucker in the first place. And because of that, that has allowed Biden to sort of come up with these infrastructure bills and come up with these, you know, pulling out of Afghanistan for realsies and all these things. And that's a Zizek point. But it's just interesting, like, I mean, he's nowhere near as progressive as I would want him to be, obviously, and, and, and you know. But, I mean, I'm, I'm like, kudos on the motherfucker. Um, from, from, from the, con- it's, it's, I'm, I'm, oh, oh, I'm free to admit that I don't know anything about anything. So when I'm like, he should have pulled out, I'm like, everything I've read says that he should have pulled out. Like, I have no pros and cons. It just seems like some people that I like are saying that it was good, and I'm like, you make good arguments. I believe you. I think it sucks, but what do you, what, you've had 20 years to get this shit right, and we haven't. And there doesn't seem to be any reason to because they're just making a lot of money off it. Um, but yeah, so that's what's going on with Afghanistan. I've just been chilling through that, living living a, a, a lovely, lovely life, like all of us, away from any sort of political, um, true political instability. Um political corruption maybe a little you know a little bit 
political inaction, definitely, but instability. No, we know there's going to be an election in 2024. No one's worried about that. We all know how to vote and where to vote. We know that water is going to be clean and and we know that roads are going to be paved. We know these things. Even in the areas where they're not, we're like, hey, this isn't right. No one's like, yeah, that's how it goes. Like everyone's. We have our norms. We're doing good. Um, as far as the globe goes, we still got problems and shit. But, you know, one step at a time. Um, but yeah, I've also been watching this, uh, I just finished this, um, so on the wall behind me, there's a, I have a, I have a painting. It's not a real painting. It's a Basquiat painting, original. No, I'm just playing. It's like millions of dollars. I got this Basquiat, um, print and, uh, I, I wanted a Basquiat print because, uh, Basquiat is cool and he's like this cool figure. Uh, and I looked through his paintings and I was like, his shit's kind of dope. So I wanted to get one. So I got, actually my friend got this for me. Shout out Rachel Austin. And, um, I got it and it's on the wall and I like it. And I think it looks good, but I'm like, I don't know a God again, similar with Afghanistan. Basquiat is the Afghanistan of art. Cause I don't know shit about him. <laughs> I don't know shit about Basquiat. I've only heard things, uh, mostly good with both Afghanistan and Basquiat. And, um, so I wanted to know about the motherfucker. So at least if someone came into my home and was like, oh my gosh, well, who is that? And I'm like, it's Basquiat. Who's Basquiat? I don't know. I wanted to like, at least have some knowledge of what's on my wall. So I watched this documentary about him. It was called Radiant Child on YouTube. It's like an hour and a half. It was, uh, it was as far as documentaries go, it's Okay. But I learned a lot about him. Apparently, this is a... Uh, you can't see it. I'm not going to tilt the camera up to show you. So, you're just going to have to figure this one out. It's sort of blue. And there's two faces on it. So, type Google that if you want to see it. It's a, it's, a, it's a painting that Basquiat did of him and... Fuck. What is his name? Andy Warhol. Because they were like homies. And Andy Warhol was all gay and shit. And he was like... I don't know if he was actually gay. But he like... Definitely, like, was cuddling up on on Jean Jean Michel Basquiat, and like, was like, oh, tell us about your, tell him about your art, baby, and he, and Basquiat was like, <laughs> it's cool, like, I, <laughs> just like, it was um, you know, it was it was it was cute, and so like, Basquiat went and like painted this like right after they hung out one time, and it's just like a picture of both of them. I didn't know that, and I'm watching the documentary, and man, like. He was a great artist, number one. Uh, I like his art. It's vi very visceral. It doesn't take a lot of, like, you can just look at it and appreciate it. You don't need, like, oh, I see you referencing Rembrandt. As well as you don't need any of that. Um, I liked it. It's visceral. It's good. Big swipes, colors. He had faces, like, things I could recognize. He, there's a table. I'm like, I own a table. Like, I didn't need any more knowledge than a normal human has. Um... It was good, and and he like he was one of the, he's twenty seven club, so he died at twenty seven from heroin, um, which is sad. Um, what what was really striking about his story is he got famous very young at like twenty twenty one, like worldwide famous, right, for being this artist, and he couldn't. The thing that killed him was really he couldn't. He couldn't handle it. He couldn't handle the fucking fame. He couldn't handle all of the 
scrutiny of people constantly watching him and paying attention to him and being like, you're so great. And then, you know, as what happens, you become great and then it flips and then everyone hates and then everyone's like, your work's not as good as it used to be. And he, his heart, he was so young and his heart was so pure seemingly that like he just couldn't handle that they loved him and they didn't like him. Like he couldn't handle that. So he just started getting on the drugs and he just wanted to feel good. He was in these like, you know, fancy artsy, fancy people, so social groups and just doing all these drugs and shit. And it was, and it was, and it was sad. It was sad that like, kind of, kind of makes me like, you know, I'm out here doing this. I'm out here doing comedy and, and obviously wanting to be successful at it. And of course, you know, that, that, that ego, that like deep, that deep, hungry, ambitious part of me is like, I want to be famous now. And I've been feeling that way probably since I was, I remember being young and seeing Justin Bieber appear on Oprah. At, he was 13 years old. And I'm sure I was around that age. And I remember getting mad being like, why does he get to be on Oprah? And I don't like, I literally was just like, Hey, fuck this kid, Justin Bieber, man. I don't like him. I'm like, but I wasn't singing or nothing. It wasn't even funny back then. It's just like, I just wanted to be on Oprah too. So I think there's always a part of me that wants to be, this big famous person. Um, but then you see what happens when you get it. I mean, this is a tale as old as time, but in Basquiat's case specifically, you see what happens when you get it young fucking destroys you. You either, either you do heroin and you die or you become Justin Bieber and you become a Christian. And either way, I don't want any part of it. I don't want any part of that poison or the heroin, but um, um, so yeah, I mean that was that was a crazy thing. And what was funny about it though was at the beginning of the documentary, um, man, they are just sucking his dick so hard. I mean, they were like his pieces were unlike anything I've ever seen. Like it was just like calm the fuck. And then they showed it, and it was just like a squiggle on a fucking napkin because he wasn't. No one let him do his shit yet. So it was he would just draw on whatever he had. He'd like find some wood outside and fucking draw on it and be like, look. And it was like I mean, it was like cool, I guess, but it wasn't as nearly as intricate as what his later work is. And they were like, I mean, it was just some of the most original and unique and prolific work that I'd ever seen up to that point. We knew at that moment he would be great. And I was like, This looks this is bad. I would not buy this. And man, they were just sucking his big fat uh, French dick, and <laughs> so unnecessary. So I didn't even need to do that. But I, I was like, man, like I don't know. If, if you make a documentary about me, if one day, I, if if God bless, one day I get to that point, um, God willing, inshallah, um. Man, you better talk about my goddamn flaws. I mean, please don't. I mean, it's sort of the same with Chappelle. Like, people were talking about he was such a genius from the beginning. And then you go watch his early shit, and it's fine. It's it's good, but it's fine, you know? Like, it's nowhere near where he got. And I guess, you know, maybe that's not the point of them praising his early work. But my point is, like, talk about my motherfucking flaws in the documentary. Like, be like, early on. He, you know, he talked about his dick a lot and uh, he had good ideas, but no follow through. Like, just like be honest and be like, and then eventually it clicked. Like, that's what 
I want. Like, we talk about these motherfuckers when they get great as if they were always great. And it creates this mythology that I just don't think is real. Like, I know I'm bad or was bad. And I've just gotten to the point where, like, I think I'm pretty good. And the idea that one day I get great and become recognized for that and have people be like, ever since Tyler came out the womb, he was writing jokes. First, when his when the doctor said push, the first thing that came out was a pen and a joke book. Like, don't say that because it's not true. Like, say like, hey, man, he was trying. He tried for a long time and it worked and then it didn't and then it didn't and then it did. Like, you know, don't be don't don't do that. Don't do me like that. Keep keep me humble. Keep me humble. Um. But that's the end. Hey, that's the whole podcast, y'all. That's all. I this time I decided to have topics written down, so I hope you can, hope you can tell if anyone listens to this. Um, yeah, check me out Instagram TJ Gross, Twitter Tyler J Gross, all G R O C E. Um, TikTok TJ Gross. I got a Patreon Tyler is Gross. Um, check it out. Um, you can also email me at Tyler is Gross at gmail dot com if you wanna say something. Just let me know you're listening, goddammit. Uh, rate and review. All the things you're supposed to do on a podcast, you should do for me, too. Um, and I'm going to keep uh, keep pumping these out. So, love you. Goodbye. Um, take it easy. Bye. Bye.